Hey, hey! Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 32, Saturday, February 2nd, 2019, Groundhog's Day. And this is, as promised, the second part of the Doggy Juice Super Bowl preview. This is going to be just a short, quick pod, breaking down the game really quickly and giving you my best bets from the prop betting market standpoint. I'm just going to jump into the game and talk about my feelings and how I think it's going to go down and then just give you those best bets. So let's get right to it. So the 2018-2019 NFL season comes down to one final game, Super Bowl 53 tomorrow from Atlanta. We have the New England Patriots, who we are used to being there, versus the Los Angeles Rams, two teams that were near the top or at the top throughout the course of the season, Uh, two teams that deserve to be there, whether or not you believe um, there were shenanigans at the end of the conference championship games. That's obviously debatable, and not really debatable because the worst non-call of all time in the NFC Championship game really allowed the Rams to be here. But nonetheless, they've been up there. They've been at the top of the power ratings all season. So we have a great game ahead of us, and I'm really looking forward to it, as as I'm sure you are. And for me, this is also a celebration, an end to an awesome NFL season. Doggy Juice, number one in the world, NFL handicapper. I mean, if you find someone who had a better track tracked time-stamped record this season please uh send them my way i want to see someone who actually did better but i'm pretty confident i'm i've been uh, pretty uh, in tune with the gambling twitter gambling social media uh pretty in tune enough to know that nobody quite had the season that doggy juice the doggy juice model did uh, and hopefully you all made some money along the way but it comes down to one final game the super bowl and this is just your reminder that it's just one game shouldn't be treating this game any differently than a random game on the board. But there are lots of opportunities that, um, that pop up in the prop market. So I've got a ton of bets, but um, and I'm going to share those at the end of this pod. But when you're making your bets, keep in mind it's only one game. And if you project, you handicap the game improperly, then a lot of your prop bets are going to fail accordingly. So uh, watch your bankroll management. That's your reminder because this is that time of year where some ass clowns lose a shit ton of their bankroll or don't bet again until, you know, football season next year or, or not until March Madness or something like that because they blow their wad on the Super Bowl. Keep in mind, it's a tight line. When there's this much money being bet on the game, it's a sharp market. Usually there's very little value. But this is a rare season where I actually do think that there is value on the side in the Super Bowl. So as I've alluded to, I believe the value is uh, the Rams getting three points. The market's starting to shift back. I have gobbled up a little bit of plus three with a little extra juice and plus 125 money line. I have the game uh, lined very close to a pick on myself. Uh, Patriots' slight favorite, so it's not a crazy edge for me. It's nothing that would call for more than a one-unit play, but getting a full field goal, I think, is good unit or sorry, good uh, good value for a unit play here. And, um, yeah, I mean, if this game was actually – played in the regular season on a neutral field, I would have the Rams as slight favorites in, in this matchup. It's just after factoring in the Brady-Belichick experience and the team experience being there um, last year, the year before that, I think that uh, gives them a little bit of an edge, factor that into my numbers, but it's basically a pick game for me. So getting plus three, I think, is great value. And um, 
remember, this game actually opened with the Rams as favorites. So uh, it's a rare scenario here where you can have a middle on the Super Bowl on, on the sides if you're able to bet on the Patriots when the Lions first got posted and then played back on the Rams uh, around this time. But anyway, I've also pointed out that I, I lean to the under on this one. It's up 57, 56 and a half now at some places. I think some public money will take it back up over. I wouldn't be surprised if it closed 57, 58 tomorrow. But my... I'd like the under, I'd lean to the under, but I really like the first half under in this one, and that's where my money is. I have a pretty substantial position on the first half under at 28, minus 105 juice. That has gone down, but it could tick back up. I've seen 27.5 most places, but that's a big difference, 27.5 versus 28 there. I am on the under 28. If you can get it, I think that's a really good look. And remember also while watching this game, this is another big macro point before I dive in, um, while watching this game, this is really two separate games, the Super Bowl. There's such a long wait at halftime with the all the pomp and circumstance, the halftime show, that usually you're looking at at least a half-hour wait, and that's a lot more than normal. And it, that allows teams with a, a lot more time to go over a new game plan and really figure out what went right or wrong in the first half. So really in this scenario, and this should be every game, but especially in the Super Bowl, it really is two separate games, and you've seen that uh, in the past with just two uh, with teams coming out in the second half that looked a lot different with different uh, strategies than they had in the first half. So bet that accordingly. You know, if you have uh, a team, uh, let's say you're betting the Rams plus three and they're up by two touchdowns at halftime, don't necessarily just bet back on the Patriots to try and get that middle or reduce your position. Remember that they are two separate games and vice versa. If the Patriots are up by a lot at halftime or if, you know, there's not much, there's a lot of scoring in the first half. Just remember, it's it, it really is two separate games in this scenario more than any other scenario. So how do I see this game going down? Well, I do think that we will see the Patriots try to ground and pound it early on. And um, I think both teams actually could see doing that for that matter. Uh, there's that whole normal Super Bowl trend of teams kind of coming out a little tight early. They're nervous, obviously. It's the biggest game of their lives. And you can see that in the play calling as well. Neither team really wants to make that first mistake. So you see a lot more running early on, a little less reluctant, a little more reluctance to um, to take chances early on. So I think we'll see that here as well. Um, but diving more into the X's and O's. Now, I've touched on some of this already, but I'm going to deeper dive into this, the personnel groupings. Uh, the Rams, they've only seen around 15 plays of 21 personnel all season on defense. And remember, for when I'm describing this stuff, the first number is the amount of running backs, the second number is tight ends, and then the amount of wide receivers on the field are just five, subtracting the sum of those first two. So 21 personnel is two running backs, one tight end, and then obviously since five minus two and one is three, uh, that would, or sorry, is, t- is two, I can't do math, uh, is, would mean there's two wide receivers out on the field and 21 personnel versus 11 personnel, with one, which is one running back, the first number one, tight end, the second number, and then five minus two, one plus one, is three. So three running, or sorry, three wide receivers are out there in 11 personnel. So like I said, the Rams have only seen about 15 plays of 21 personnel all season with two running backs. And that'll be interesting to see if they can come out uh, because they like to play nickel coverage, if they could, and if they're going to be able to come out and succeed with nickel coverage against the 21 personnel early on, I don't think they will. So they're going to be forced to change early on. So that's really something to, to check out because you know the Patriots are going to come in with that 21 personnel on offense and at least make the Rams make the first chess move. Uh, but for me, it's really going to largely come down to how Goff will handle the adversity in this game as well. 
I mean, the guys, you look at his numbers in January and December in his career, and they're, they're very piss poor compared to earlier in the season, but a lot of that's largely due to the weather, too. He's a California kid, don't forget that. And this game's in, indoors, so it's, I don't think we're going to see the effects of those trends. So if you're looking at trends, there's pointing out Goff's uh, poor winter numbers. I think there's less credence to those stats for this particular game. As I've previously mentioned, Warren Sharp, uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, if you haven't been all season, you've been missing out, absolutely must follow the guy. Um, he has pointed out that the Patriots' pass defense ranks number three in success rate versus 11 personnel. Remember, that's one wide receiver, one tight end, three um, three receivers. Patriots' pass defense ranks number three in success rate there, but they're ranked number 26 overall versus 12 personnel. That's two tight ends. The thing is, 12 personnel isn't really what the Rams do at all. And Sean McVay, I'm sure, is privy to this information. He's not a stupid guy. Both these coaches embrace analytics, and that's why big reason why they're in this spot. But I do think that McVay at least is aware of this stuff, and they you might see um, them act accordingly and install more 12 personnel on offense, two tight ends for the Rams. Um, could get Higby some more targets potentially for trying to target out his props, but at the same time, physically, there's nothing overwhelming or good about his talent that really excites you making a bet on his over props. But if McVay did his homework, which I'm sure he did, they're aware of this trend of the Patriots struggling against 12 personnel, and they will at least try to throw some looks out there with two tight ends. Uh, on the flip side, the Rams' defense was one of the worst at defending 11 personnel at the start of the season, but they got really good at it over time. Prior to their Week 11 game against the Chiefs, we all remember that one, went over 100 points. Prior to that game, the Rams were allowing a 67% success rate against 11 personnel passes, and since that game, so I guess that included that game as well, those stats, but since that game, they've allowed a 39% success rate as opposed to the 67% success rate, which is a night and day difference. So, the Rams, on the flip side, they have struggled mightily defending 21 personnel. That's two running backs, and that's the look that the Patriots have excelled with so much. So this is a fundamental matchup um, disadvantage here when really considering these stats here with the Rams struggling the most against 21 personnel, which is where the Patriots have excelled so much. So according to Warren Sharp as well, the key in this matchup comes down to Roby Coleman. And I agree, Roby Coleman for the Rams, because the Rams are the best team at defending slot receivers. He's their slot cornerback. They're the best team at defending slot receivers over the past eight weeks of the season. And this is where the Patriots offense gets most of their efficiency. Um, they had actually the most efficiency in the entire NFL over that ta- that same uh, time span. Um, the last eight weeks of the season when the the Rams were number one. So this is a number one versus number one matchup. So which one's going to work out? Will Brady have the same success going to Edelman? I don't think he will, and I'm going to get to that props uh, later on. But the, on the flip side, will the Rams get enough pressure in these situations uh, on the quarterback? Because we, you know, we know what happens when Brady has extra time to throw the ball. So I think this matchup in the slot will go a long way in deciding the game. And it's just ironic that Roby Coleman's in the center of it all, because um, obviously he was... The, uh, the guy involved in that now infamous non-call in the NFC Championship game. Um, so also from Warren Sharp, 16 of the last 17 sacks that the Patriots have gotten have come when their opponent is not using play action. Um, whichever team is better able to utilize play action, I think, is 
at a particular advantage here. And for live betting purposes, I think a good angle is to see which teams are utilizing play action early. And if they are, does it look does it look like they are having success with it? And if they are, that could be a good indicator on which team's going to have more success during the game by utilizing play action, and uh, that could lead you into a nice live betting scenario during this game as well. So. So I'm, I've told you I'm on the Rams at plus three, but honestly, I think this game should be about a, a pick em, pretty much slight lean to the Patriots. So if you're asking me to lay minus, you know, minus 110 on either side, I'd obviously take the Patriots here. But uh, the reasons, reasons to bet the Patriots, well, they're peaking at the right time, as we all know. Uh, we have Tom Brady in a situation where he's very well rested. They didn't even leave home until they, for about a month until that the Chiefs game, and they outplayed the Chargers and the Chiefs in the playoffs, like, I mean, big time. Obviously, they beat the Chiefs in a close game, but when you look at the stats in that game, the Patriots really outplayed them. So they're peaking at the right time. They have Brady. They have Belichick. They've been there before. And if it's a game that involves more zone, I think Brady can just throw the ball quickly and efficiently. And efficiently if, the, if the Patriots continue to do what they've done the past few games, especially in the playoffs, and that's run the ball early and often out of 21 personnel. If they don't change anything, it's all worked against Kansas City, then I think then they can win this game and they can cover as well. But reasons to bet the Rams. They are the Vegas power-rated higher team. They have been all season long pretty much. Actually, they were all season in the regular season. Player by player, they are the more talented team. I don't think that's there's that much up to dispute. They have more dynamic skill position players and more difference makers on defense too, in my opinion. Aaron Donald, uh, best defensive player in the entire league. Um, and remember that throughout this entire year, the Patriots were showing signs that they had taken a step back. People were not drinking the Patriots Kool-Aid. You could have got them at 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl right before the playoffs. So um, the team that, you know, throughout the season that was most consistent and was the higher, more uh, highly power-rated team was the Rams. So can't forget this fact. I'm not going to overreact to the recent um, the recent performances of the Patriots myself, especially with the Rams, an extra time to prepare so that's why I have led myself to a bet on the Rams at plus three. It's not for much, and if it ticks back, I'm not going to add on it. So it's actually have less than a unit on that right now. So um, as I said, the first half under is my best look for side or total in this one. But now moving on to the prop bets, I'm going to cover these really quickly because I wanted this podcast to be under 20 minutes. Prop bets for the doggy juice. Gronkowski, MVP. I got him at 40 to 1. Zerline. MVP, a small flyer on him. That's 100 to 1. These are small plays. I have a, a, a quarter unit on Gronk. I might make it a half unit. And Zerline, I have, you know, it's like a one tenth of a unit. Really small play on, um, actually, I have less than that. It's like one twentieth of a unit. Just a small slice on Zerline at 101, or 100 to 1. Um, Gronkowski, over 54.5 receiving yards. I touched on my pro Gronk tendency for this game in the preview the prop preview pod uh midweek with little yeri and andy cat um pro gronk in this situation their average they are using his season averages for his um his total receiving yards props and this number has moved up i saw 59 60 um last time i looked so i you know i did announce it it was 54 and a half a few days ago when i gave it out uh, on the podcast Hopefully you can find a good number there, but I do like it pretty much anything in the 50s, just not as much in the high 50s, but I do think Gronk can go over um, receiving yards. Um, Edelman under receiving yards. Touched on this in the last pod as well. It's the whole Roby Coleman and Rams great defense, number one uh, against the slot. 
receivers in the entire NFL. Um, I got Edelman under 84.5 already. That number could tick up, but anything in the 80s and under is good. Um, and I'm going to touch on this again at the end, but the, anything under-related, I'm really looking to play right before kickoff because there's all that public money that comes in on the over. I mean, think about it if you're looking to bet on the game. Uh, and you're you know, Joe Public, you're not going to bet on unders. You want to see scoring. You're not going to be like, oh, no, no, don't don't catch that ball, Edelman. Or, you know, you obviously like want him to catch, and you're going to bet on overs. So I'll be on a lot more unders um, right before kickoff. But that one I'm going to look to add on before kickoff as well. Um, one I really like is the Patriots over five and a half third down conversions. They touched on this actually on R.J. Bell's uh, Dream Preview podcast, I believe, and uh, his show straight out of Vegas. But I really like this angle because with the game handicap of the Patriots running the ball a lot, there's going to be a lot of uh, short third downs. You know, they run it on first and second down. They get two, three yards each time. There's a lot more short third downs, and Patriots are excellent at, at uh, short third down conversions, especially those quick outs to Edelman and Gronk. Those outs to Gronk are pretty much unstoppable still if you can, you know, get a situation where it's third and four throwing to Gronk. So, over five and a half third down conversions, I got that at minus 110 juice. I saw it's up to minus 150, minus 160 now, probably because a lot of guys are on that after hearing it on RJ Bell's show. But if you can get it at six with just a little bit of juice, I think that's fine. You know, you want to win on six, but um, I think it's fine to, if you're looking to not lay as much juice to take it at six. But uh, five and a half over third down conversions is where I got it. Um, also, with the whole pro uh, Patriots running the ball, Sony Michelle rushing attempts. Over 17 and a half, I am on that. Got that with a, it's a little bit more juice. I think I got minus 120, but um, I like that. I think that he's going to get a lot of rush attempts, especially early on. And if the Patriots are winning this game towards the end, I think that one's going to cash as well. So it's almost like a hedge on my Rams play a little bit if you think about it. Um, little Flyers to score the first touchdown. Devlin to score the first touchdown, 66 to 1 at fullback. He has scored the first touchdown in a couple games this year, I believe, already for the Patriots. So you could get a situation where it's tight at the end. Who else are they going to go to? I actually don't think that they're going to go to um, to Sony Michelle in that situation as much. And this leads to my second flyer, Rex Burkhead, to score the first touchdown, sixteen to one. I got so I've got both those guys, sixty-six to one and sixteen to one. Basically, the Patriots are moving the ball down early, and they get that short yardage situation. I don't think we're going to see Brady running the ball. I actually don't think Sony Michelle is going to get it, and James White doesn't really get those looks either. So I like. Really good uh, value on those numbers, I think, to punch the ball in for the first score. Devlin at 66 to 1 and Rex Burkhead at 16 to 1. And I also took first to score a touchdown. I think there's a little bit of value on Todd Gurley. I found him 7 to 1. Um, so I did a little bit on him as well. Um, and as a side note, I'm very interested in the Gurley overs here. I think that uh, this could be a spot where we look back at the game afterwards and be like, well, there was a lot of value here. Uh, Mike Lombardi, a decent guy, and he actually wrote the book. Um, uh, that features the the foreword by Bill Belichick, his, his famous uh, gridiron book. Um, but Michael Lombardi, he he said that uh, this is it's tough to find a decent one on one matchup on Gurley if they're looking to go man. Um, if you're the Patriots, and with two weeks rest here, there's certainly a lot of upside on playing Gurley's overs. That's not necessarily to say I'm going to do that, but I think Gurley getting that first touchdown. Um, the Rams love when they get the ball in on first, second, and goal. They love to run the ball. Um, they do that the overwhelming majority of times um, inside the five-yard line. So who are they going to give the ball to there? I mean, you think C.J. Anderson, but I think Gurley getting that first look with that two weeks rest at, to score at 7-1, to one, score the first touchdown, I think that's a good look as well. Um, touched on this in the podcast with the guys in the week, but um, 
Brandon Cooks under. I think uh, that's currently sitting around 70.5, but I'll be playing this one right before kickoff, his, his reception yards under. And on the flip side, Robert Woods, I really like this one, over 5.5 receptions. That one's got juiced up as well, so you might have to get six with less juice. But uh, it all is a, this one's all about um, he gets all the slot work since Cooper Cup went out. It's all been Robert Woods. And if the Rams are especially playing from behind like the spread indicates, um, I think he's going to get a lot of little dump-off passes in the slot, maybe even early on, too, from Goff if he's looking to not air anything out deep. Might just go you know, short in the slot to Robert Woods. And it's also a play on them, on the Patriots, shutting down Brandon Cooks in theory. I touched on this with Little Yeri and, uh, and Andy Cat about uh, Robert Woods having a little bit more open space in the field if the Pats are trying to make sure that uh, Cooks isn't going to burn him deep. It just stands to reason. <laughs> Um, another one I'm on is different players with a pass attempt over 2.5. Got that minus 130 juice, but these two coaches like the trick plays and stuff, especially the Rams, so I could really see a scenario where um, obviously Brady and, and Goff are going to get pass attempts, so you just need another guy to get a pass attempt. All it takes is one play, one attempt by one guy. It's the Super Bowl. I think we could see it in this game, so I got a little pizza money on that one. Maroon 5, What Lovers Do, as their first song they play at halftime, but now it looks like there's steam to the Spongebob song being the first one, so if you can find that one, it looks like uh, there's been a lot of social media posts about indicating that that one's not only going to be played, if you can find it being played, I think um, that's obviously uh, like almost a lock now, But um, and Little Yeri did a good job of touching on this in the, in the pod uh, earlier in the week, but um, Spongebob song, that's part of the field. I would look at that as well, but I have What Lovers Do simply for the fact that Maroon 5 opened with it on all 37 of their shows last year. Um, props I play every year and will be playing this year just because they're sheer value, and the reasoning is that people love to bet. Um, this is the phenomenon in the Super Bowl where you get so much public betting action that it drives down um, prices, obviously, the offerings on some plays that would normally not receive public action, and that creates value if you're willing to lay some money, and this is where professionals come in and gobble up this, these value prices, and I play these every year. Um, will either team have three straight consecutive scores? Um, most guys, Joe Public, thinks that's really hard to do, and they see the plus money on it, so they'll, they'll take a dive into it, but uh, the yes on three straight scores can get down to minus 175, and in, in the Super Bowl, and that's where the value really comes into play. And especially a game that's supposed to be higher scoring like this one, I think there's even more, when there's more variability in the scoring, I think it's an even greater value. Obviously, if it was supposed to be a lower scoring game, it's harder to do that. But in a higher scoring game, getting three straight scores is actually not that hard. If you think about it, they have to get one score. Just, you know, if team scores, that's one. So then they just have to do it twice more. And, you know, open up a situation where a pick six and a fumble six probably gets it done as well. And that's tying into another play that I always play in the Super Bowl, and that's defensive special team touchdown no. So hopefully there aren't any for me, but that's a, that gets down to about minus 180 for the Super Bowl, which is great value uh, compared to when you look at the math and how often it actually happens in a, in a random game. You're getting great value playing the no on that because the public loves to play the yes, the plus money on that. And then another one, if you really have the cojones for it, no overtime. Minus 875 is where I'm seeing it, and in reality, it's about a 7 to 8% chance that games go to overtime in the NFL, and thus the true odds of it are you should be laying about minus 1,500-ish for it. Uh, it gets down to about minus 900, minus 850 even, 
at some places for the Super Bowl. So if you're willing to stomach it and lay it, it is a value play. Obviously, you got burned. There's only a couple years ago, and there was the first overtime ever in Super Bowl history because Sharps have been making money on this every single year. Two years ago, finally, we saw an overtime, but there's only been one in Super Bowl history. So I like the odds there, even though it's a three-point spread. I'll probably be sprinkling a little bit on that as well. And that's it for the props I play every single year. Um, but closing this out, I think there could be value on the Patriots in the first quarter uh, just for the simple fact that everyone knows about that stat and them only scoring three combined points in all eight of their Super Bowls in the first quarter, those three points being actually last year against the Eagles, I believe. Um, or at least or maybe it was the other time against the Eagles. Either way, they've scored three points in all eight of their Super Bowls in the first quarter, and I think people are on to that, and I think there actually could be value on the Patriots in the first quarter, at, even at anything. Uh, they've been there before. There's That's part of the handicap as well. They know what to expect. And also this year, they were one of the best first quarter scoring teams, if not the best in the entire NFL. So I think there is value. Patriots first quarter, it's a good way to look. Even though I will be on the Rams, I might take out a little position on that as well. So that'll do it, though. Remember to bet those unders late if you're looking to bet player props under. Otherwise, there's the phenomenon of the favorite money line um, there being value right before kickoff just because the public loves taking the plus money with the underdog on the money line, and that always opens up money line favorites. So if you're looking to bet the Patriots on the money line, I would wait right before kickoff. If you're looking to bet the Rams on the money line, do it sooner rather than later. And if you're looking to bet the Rams, I would hold out for that three. There's not much to lose at all. Actually, there's nothing to lose pretty much uh, if the line goes from plus two and a half to plus two or even plus one and a half, but there's a lot to gain if you can get it up to plus three for the Patriots. If you're looking to bet them, I would actually bet them sooner because if it moves up to three, you're just losing so much value. If, if you're asking them to uh, win by a field goal, that's way better than um, pushing on a field goal. So get that those spread bets in on the Patriots if that's the way you're looking to go. So as always, have fun betting on this. Don't do anything crazy. Remember, this is just as uh, it's just one game on the board. And there's just as much value on the board, if not more, on a random West Coast Conference weekday college basketball game. So if once you realize that, uh, kind of don't take your bets too seriously. Make a portfolio of prop bets, but don't go crazy with it. It's only one game, and any serious long-term bettors should be treating it as such. But enjoy the game. I hope everyone um, wins your bets, even though it's not, not going to be possible because we're going to be split on what we're betting on. But hope everyone enjoys the game. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm just going to think about this on the top of my head, my prediction for a final score. Oh, man. Um, actually, I should just give what the model's spitting out, but um, probably around, I don't know, what should I go with here? 30 to, no, let's go with 28 to 27. I'll go 28-27 Patriots. Patriots get it done. Um, that'll be the doggy juice prediction. It's around there anyway on the model. So, yeah, so let's... Uh, Let's do it. Let's close out the, the football season. It's been an amazing season here on the Doggy Juice Pod in the NFL. I hope you all made a lot of money listening. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll be back next week as we just dive deeply into college basketball and other topics. It's been a fun ride in the NFL this year. Thanks again for listening. I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the game. Doggy Juice out.